It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Thursday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, glad to have you aboard as we get ready to uh, talk sports live and local just the way you like it for the next couple of hours. We are presented by Alan Samuels. Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business, and we are we are tickled pink to be here this morning. We are. I mean, I, I could just I could see the enthusiasm and the excitement as we get this brand new day started. Ward, good morning. How are you? Good. Did you have a good time yesterday? I did. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. First, thanks. First, first pitch luncheon. Yeah, it was great. Baylor Baylor Club. Good meal, wasn't it? Really, it really meal. was excellent. Yeah. I mean, that's good stuff. And then there was sunflower seeds and cracker jacks, just like. You would think at a baseball, softball event. So pretty good stuff. It was fun. Uh, great job by the chamber. And uh, John Morse, who you hear every day, three three to four, right here on ESPN Central Texas, was the uh, master of ceremonies. And uh, John does a, a terrific job with all that stuff. And, you know, he kept the thing rolling. I mean, when you have five speakers, Ward, you know that it's that thing can get off the tracks in a hurry. But John did a great job of keeping us rolling. Like he, he, get, he always does. And getting us back to work. And I was like, well, you you know, you don't have to be in that big a hurry but <laughs> to get us back to work. But, no, it was, a, it was a good day. It was a lot of fun and a lot of excitement. Good to see a lot of the uh, former Baylor players. And uh, just, you know, it's, it's just good stuff as uh, Mitch Thompson begins his, his reign at uh, the baseball program. And I was looking at some pictures online. I'm going all over the place. But I was looking at some pictures online. Man, I'm telling you. Uh, what they've done over at McLennan is just phenomenal. They've got lights. They've got it's a turf field now. Uh, that is as good a facility as you're going to find. And you know we've got we are blessed to have good baseball around here. And we look and look what Mitch has done with with that McLennan program and, and the opportunities they've had to to win championships and the championships that they won and and, and now the facilities that they're going to have and. You know, I've often wondered why McLennan wasn't kind of a feeder for Baylor. Well, it kind of sounded yesterday, guys, like that may be part of the part of the uh, the equation is you know, hey, there's there's players, and you know, you can go right down the river and recruit them. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But uh, uh, baseball, softball getting underway, good stuff on the diamond last night. Uh, not the diamond, I beg your pardon, on the hardwoods last night. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm wrong. I, I, I'm dead wrong. I've watched Texas Tech play, and I didn't get to see them play last night, but I've watched them play several times. I said, you know, that's a good team that just can't finish. Well, I'm wrong. That's a bad team. It is. I got beat by 15 at home mm-hmm. by another bad team or an okay team in West Virginia. What's going on in Lubbock, Texas? This was a team that made a great, a question. great run last year. And they've made a great run for a few years. Yes. And but under a new coach. Yeah, well, last year, you know, that, that was a roster he inherited. Um I I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, I thought Adams was gonna be be the guy that could, you know, 
take that head job rather seamlessly, it seemed like, but it's all, it's fell apart this year. Got beat by 15 and still had 11,000 people in the, in the arena. Yeah. 11,000 in the arena to watch. WVU now 12 and eight, two and six in the conference. Mm-hmm. And Texas Tech 10 and 10, 0 and 8 in the league. And again, I, I would, I, I've told you, I've said it a million times. When, when you watch them, you know, I, I saw them play three or four times. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know why in the last two or three minutes they seem to fade away, but they play hard for 37 and, and they're in games. And I guess they were in the game for a while last night, but they were down five at the half, 15, and then, you know, get outscored by 10 in the second half. They got out-rebounded. I mean, West Virginia just blasted them on the boards last night. Wow. Is he losing this group? Um, <laughs> I Has I, he lost this yeah, group? Yeah, I, I think that may be a better statement. Has he lost this group? Wow. You're zero and eight in conference play. I don't. It's been. A, I I don't know how long it's been, but I think it. If you look back, it's probably been a while since a Big Twelve team was zero and eight in this conference. Wasn't that a great opportunity to get a win? Should have been. You had a one-win team traveling across the country to play in your place. Should have been, but it wasn't. Midweek. I mean, kind of lined up for you, didn't it? Uh, and not only do you lose, you lose by 15. Uh, you got embarrassed. Holy smokes. Uh, he's just in his second year. Does he survive? Ooh, another good question. I, I don't know. Depends on who they have in their sights. It, I, it, uh. It's not good in Lubbock right now. No, and I think they had some expectations, didn't they? Well, sure they did. Coming off that good year? Yeah, I don't know what they were picked in the conference. I don't remember. But that, I, I, I know they weren't picked DAL. No. <laughs> and that's that's where they are today. I mean, if you, if you look at the standings, and... They were favored going into that game last night. Well, sure they were. They were at home, and again, West Virginia traveling over to to Lubbock. West Virginia just had one win. Mm-hmm. So it, it it is kind of starting to separate. I mean, Iowa State, Kansas State, Texas, TCU, Baylor, and Kansas have kind of separated away from Oklahoma State three and five, Oklahoma two and six, West Virginia two and six, and Tech one eight. They've you know they they've kind of separated the top half of the conference. I guess you know we talked a lot about this conference being you know just and it is a great league and it is a competitive league and they are beating up on each other, but there is they're starting to get some separation. Mm-hmm. And, and you know Baylor and KU at five and three, and TCU at five and three, and te- those guys are going to continue to beat up on each other. But you know what? You better go beat 
Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, West Virginia, and Tech. That's you, what you, you better do. You, you, yeah, and you better protect your home floor. Yeah. And they haven't been able to do that at all. Tech right now is 0-4. Well, they're 0-4 at home. They're 0-4 on the road. They're consistent. <laughs> that's what they are in the conference. Yeah, that's, that's consistent. All right. Wow. In fact, well, you know, they're 2-2. Two and two in, uh, Overall for the year, they're 10-10. Ten and ten. They're 2-2 two and two in neutral site games. Eight and four at home. So they have not won a game on an opponent's floor this year, 2022-2023 season. No, they haven't. That is, I mean, that's, look, I know it's hard to win on the road, but come on. You got to be able to steal one every now and then. I mean, they're just not a very good basketball team at all. Which is, didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. shocking. So, where do they go? I mean, it, it, and again, there's still a lot of basketball to be played. But it just, just look, the eye test says, you know, does this thing get any better? How do you rally well, the troops? It, it didn't get any better last night. No. Again, man, if you were going to circle one on that on that schedule, you were going to circle West Virginia at home. On a Wednesday night, and they didn't get it done. Didn't get it. Didn't. I don't know, man. That's if you're a Tech fan, Ward, you you should be extremely disappointed. I would think. All right, yeah, you are. There, there's no doubt you're disappointed. I I don't know that Adam survives this, which is interesting because he was he could have been elected mayor last year. And now he's 0-8 this year with no answers. I mean, that's that's where do you go? What do you do with this group? Well, I I, I don't know that you you're not going to recoup this group at this time of the season. This just that turnaround is not going to happen now. Can you play better and can you have some momentum going into the off season? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's going to be difficult, especially playing in this league. If you're that outmanned, well, you're sitting at 0-8, and, and some of those eight are embarrassing losses, i.e. last night. I don't, I don't know how you – I don't know how you can feel good unless you turn around in the second half and win – Every one of them in the second half, which they're not going to do. They got a couple of nice players, but do they have enough enough to to fight through this league and, and win games? And so far, they haven't. Obviously not. And again, they've been in. Let, let's let's don't act like they've gotten beat by fifteen every time they've gone on the floor because they haven't. They've been in a, in fact, I'd say they've been in the majority of their games. It just, like we talked about the other day, they hadn't been able to finish. Well, this wasn't the case. This was, they got thumped at yeah, home. They, they've had a couple of double-digit losses now. And, well, more than a couple. Their last three games have been by double digits. Last time they were even close was at Texas when they lost 72-70. to 70. So, other than that, I mean, they've got blown out by everybody but stop and think about that you're on the road 
against a top five team and you get beat by a bucket. Mm-hmm. And now you're at home getting beat by 15? What in the world? Explain well, that. How do you you're, go you're, on the road and get beat by a, a because bucket? Because you're not a good basketball team. Bottom line. But you were in these games. It doesn't games. matter. You, you were in one game. But they've been in others. Eh, a couple. They got beat by double digits by everybody else except Kansas. Everybody beat them double digits but Kansas and Texas. Hmm. That anything to hang your hat on? No, not I I get it. I mean, and at the end of the day, it's a forty minute game. I understand all that. But man, oh man. It's well, they've <laughs> in in a year that thing is has gone into the ditch. Mm-hmm. And they get LSU Saturday. Have fun. <laughs> I mean, really. I, I don't it's it's that's an interesting situation in Lubbock. Uh, let's see, what else? So I, I felt like they were gonna win the game last night. I told you that. And you said, No, no, they're not. <laughs> and no, no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. All right. And I know you hate talking about this but we got to it's just so interesting to me as the world turns the edge of night general hospital whatever you want to call it the pga did you see the video last night did not so they're getting ready to play i guess yesterday in the dubai desert classic Roy and Patrick Reed walks up to Roy McElroy to say hello, and Roy McElroy ignores him. Backstory on Christmas Eve with the McElroy family celebrating Christmas, a knock at the door, and there's a guy handing McElroy a subpoena for a lawsuit. Patrick Reed is suing him for damages. <laughs> and then a month later, Patrick Reed's wanting to sing Kumbaya, and Roy McIlroy ignores him. So then he threw a golf tee at him. It's you can't make this stuff up. It you just and, and this is the start of the season. Can you imagine as this thing? Yeah, it's silly. It's what it's never knew that the golf the golf world would be so entertaining off the off the course. So you know, and Patrick Reed called rack of, uh, Roy McElroy, a baby, and <laughs> it's just, it's just, I don't know, pretty good stuff as we, uh, and I don't understand the whole concept of why this is such a big deal. I mean, if this other tournament, uh, other league wants to form and Spend all this money on the players, mm-hmm. and it's your choice to go over there mm-hmm. and take that and, and not play on the other tour. Then why is there bickering? Here's here's their and here's the other side of that. Now you can agree with the, the other side of it or don't. I mean that's you know, but the other side, the the Tiger Woods, uh, Tiger Woods, Roy McIlroy side is this tour, the PGA, has been good to you and you made a great living at it. And you are turning your back on it and, and running away. So and, and, and it's money. It's financial. 
And there, that's exactly right from their perspective, and and from the other perspective, it's where's your loyalty to the people who who who've made you a great living for the last ten or fifteen years, or whatever the case may be. Well, step up to the plate and make me a great living right now. Well, but this other one can't, and I that's kind of what's happening now. They're they're they are stepping it up a little bit financially, but they should have done it in the beginning. But that's you know, and and the the fear is with those big names moving over to the other tournament. Does that diminish your tournament and therefore the television revenues because those Probably. big name play well yeah. So you're affecting you're affecting their livelihood. And the well, only the only if, other option is go with them. Go with them. Yeah. Quit whining. So well that's you know, again it so drives you, everything. Well of course it does. It's money. Okay. So, but you you ask what the the deal is. I, I know. And, and I mean, so that there's I, the I, answer. But yeah, but I mean, I don't I don't understand why the PGA is so up in arms. If if you know if you want to compete with them, then you're gonna have to open up the purse strings. And all the and, and here's what the PGA did. The PGA said, "Hey, look, you know, if we the PGA tried to make fun of it and in say, the beginning, it's never gonna work. You we're we're the big dog, and all of a sudden." They're not such the big dog anymore. The only thing I would say, and again, and I know it's coming probably, but when you turn your television on, do you ever see those guys? No. No. But you're fixing to. Well, somebody they, better come to the They to already the did, the CW. They're got, All their tournaments are going to be on the CW. Well, I don't get that channel. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so There you go. There. But, again, the PGA says, hey, look, if – if you're going to go over there, then you can't play over here. You can't because what the players wanted, some of those players wanted. Well, they, they wanted they, to have they, the they cake wanted a cherry. Too. That's right. They wanted a cherry pick. Hey, this is a good tournament. This isn't. This is a, you know. And so those tournaments. And if you want the stars, then maybe that's what they're going to end up having to do. Oh, we are nowhere near through maneuvering through all this. There's, mm-hmm. the, we're not even close. So, but in the meantime, we got to sit back and watch Patrick Reed uh, throw, throw a tee at Roy McIlroy. It's hilarious. It is. I mean, it is. It is. It's funny. Uh, one, and then one final one I want to get to before we move on. How does this happen? Did you see where Brian Kelly was overpaid? Yes. He was overpaid by $1 million. How does that happen? Well, you make so much darn money that you didn't realize that your check was a little too big. Well, part of it was, yeah, I mean, you should. It, they paid him and they paid his LLC. LLC. Which is probably he never even sees no, that. No, of course not. That's right. He makes so much stinking money, he doesn't even see that. I can't even. Well, when you make $100 million, that's what happens. <laughs> is that not crazy? Yeah. Oh, we we figured out. Hey, uh, dude, we we paid you. We overpaid you a little bit. A million that we overpaid you. you. You mind if we take that out over the next nine months? So that's what they're doing. They're gonna. They'll just adjust his pay. Yes, no big deal. Well, I'm telling you, is he gonna be able to make the electric bill payment I with that adjustment? I think he's fine. <laughs> All right, we're late. Seven nineteen. We'll talk some NFL football. We'll do it next. Oh, by the way, coming up. Here's what we got for you. This will be fun. RJ Achoa will be here. Kind of put a uh, recap on uh, what his thoughts for the Cowboys uh, game and the Cowboys season. We will talk with athletic director Mac Rhodes. 
we got a lot of things to get to with Mac. We'll get a, a visit with Mac Rhodes, the uh, director of athletics at Baylor. He'll be along around 745. And uh, hopefully we'll talk some NFL football with Robert May. He was supposed to be with us uh, yesterday, but we had a little mix up on on times and dates and all that stuff. So hopefully we'll get to him. He's from the athletic. And then Bryce Cherry will join us as well. So we got a full boat for you here as we take you to work or school on a Thursday morning. Recently on the John Moore Show. You know, it looks so great, solid white, the crowd, and they were just super loud. And Coach Drew talked about it in the post game, but it was an amazing crowd. And if you were there cheering on the Bears, you should you should be proud because that's what it's supposed to be like. Absolutely. And crowd gets an assist for that win last night. It was great. The student turnout was just terrific. Uh, really one of the best ever. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. Hello everyone, Brian Reese here, General Manager Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese and I will get your knees in the breeze. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Everything we do, we do for you. Looking for a checking account that earns 4% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money? It's a first Central Credit Union slam dunk. Be the MVP. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. APY's annual percentage yield, eligibility, and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service, Good Feet, and Advanced Foundation Repair. All right, 724, this is Championship Weekend in the AFC and NFC. Philadelphia, San Francisco from uh, Philly and uh, Cincinnati. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs from KC. That's uh, coming up this weekend for you. Uh, It's Sunday afternoon and Sunday evening. I like how these games are starting to slide into prime time. Get that prime time rating. So uh, that'll be coming up this weekend. Shanahan talking with the media. Talked a little bit about uh, his young quarterback, Brock Purdy. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was. I think he's been pretty fluid um, from the beginning, but I mean, it gets easier and easier each week. Um, you know, Brock has. There's lots of times that the headset will cut off, and um, there's a number of times we don't have to use a timeout stuff because he's got a lot of those plays memorized, anyways. Um, I think he gets better at anticipating the calls that I'm going to do. So once he starts to hear a formation, I mean, I always finish it, but he's already walking to the huddle, kind of finishing what I'm saying. So um, he's good from the beginning, and he's only getting better at. It. What, what do you and, and I know it's a small sample size, six or seven games, whatever the case may be. What's your take on on Brock Purdy? He doesn't run it up on the curb. He does what the game asks him to do. He, um, you know, keep it simple, stupid. We've said that many times. When you do that, it gives you an opportunity, and he doesn't turn the ball over. Relies on their defense. They play field position football. They have no problem punting the football in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan has absolutely no problem flipping the field because he knows his defense is so stinking good yeah and and so then all you you know you you've got a game manager right now at the quarterback spot I'm just curious and and maybe we can get into it with Robert May coming up a little bit later on but I'm curious what that quarterback room looks like in 2023 with the emergence of Brock Purdy I mean well Jimmy Garoppolo's trade bait again Mm mm-hmm you got to remember Trey Lance is in the mix as well. That's what I'm talking about. You got a full room. Yeah. You got a full room. Who's your guy? Who, well, who, who are the guys you are you handing the keys to to start to an, and not finish? And Brock not even Purdy go, until somebody beats him out. I think so too. I think so too. Until, you know, until proven wrong. Now he may go out and lay an egg uh, on this stage Sunday, but I don't think so. He, he has seemed to be to kind of be able to handle everything that's kind of come his way so far. Interesting. And again, you're right. From a game plan standpoint, Kyle Shanahan, who also is his own offensive coordinator, by the way, he, he, he's not asking him to do too much. He's not asking him. He's not, he, he doesn't have to, he doesn't overthink it. He just plays. And, Again, they're going to play field position. They're going to play defense. They're going to use their special teams. I mean, he wasn't overly great on 
No, but Sunday. he wasn't overly bad either. No. I mean, he's a fingertip juggling catch away from the Cowboys being having a chance in that one. You're right. But he got it done. He got it done, and the other guy didn't. <clears throat> the other guy had a couple of guys running scot-free and, and didn't throw him the football. I mean, either you do or you don't. And either you win or you lose. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, he's won. So, does Sunday's game affect that quarterback room in 2023? Oh, I... Are you judging judging Brock Purdy, continuing to judge Brock Purdy, on a a conference championship performance on the road? Oh, I I think... Look, whether he wins it or not, whether he wins the Super Bowl or not, it's kind of like the Eagles when they went with their backup quarterback and he gets the MVP and, Mm -hmm. you know, you come in the next year and, oops, where's this cat at? Um, I I think you go into training camp, no matter where they finish up this year, with an open competition and say, okay, we got to figure out who our quarterback is. JR says on the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660, he says, you trade Lance for picks, you start Purdy, and Garoppolo's your backup, the veteran backup. Garoppolo will be a starting quarterback in the league somewhere. If, if you move Garoppolo, I mean, stop and think about that now. You have no veteran presence on your roster at all. No. The thing is, I mean, Cowboys might go get Garoppolo if the price is right because – you're not going to have a backup. Cooper Rush is going to get – he's going to get paid. Yeah. And you're not going to pay him. No. Don't know that you can with your current quarterback eating up 22% of the cap. All right, uh, 729. I, I do – I want to get this real quick. Just give me a name real fast. If you were starting an expansion franchise next season, who's your starting quarterback? Pat Mahomes. You can go get anybody in the league you want. Pat Mahomes. Anybody in the league you want. Pat Mahomes. Okay. Joe Burrow. And I'm on the fence. Joe Burrow. But I don't know that you can go wrong. I mean, if if, if one of us would have said Jalen Hurts, I think you'd have been in pretty good shape. And then you could – there's the other side of it. You could could, could have gone with a veteran guy to teach a young guy. You know, could I go steal an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady to teach? I don't don't know. I always find those – and they're so subjective, but I always find those interesting. All right, uh, 729, we are going to talk with RJ Ochoa. We'll do it next. Nikki Collin and Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM. The Baylor women back in action Saturday, headed to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Follow the 12-time defending Big 12 champions with Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, on 104.9 FM. Hey, guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do? And if you want your house to look good. But what about the ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. 254 I ain't got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had The wind blew her down the road. (laughs) That's where she ran into the car. (laughs) 
my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. This year's McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 6th through the 10th at the Extraco Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help us raise funds for the scholarships and education programs. Then make sure to join us on Friday night, February 10th at 6.30 for the Sale of Champions with top-placing animals and projects up for sale. Last year's sale brought in over a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. It's the McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 6th through the 10th at the Extraco Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254-722-2597. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry. And as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. C.J. Hall scored the first 11 points of the game in helping the MCC Highlanders to a 67-55 win over Grayson. Four Highlassies were in double figures led by Miana Little's 18 points in an 80-52 win over Grayson. That ties the high lassies for first in the conference standings with Grayson and Collin at 5-1. In Big 12 men's action last night, West Virginia upended Texas Tech 76-61. On the women's side of the Big 12, Texas beat Oklahoma 78-58. Iowa State smoked TCU 75-35. And Oklahoma State topped Kansas State 82-74. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 734, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program from Blogging the Boys in ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Ochoa. R.J., good morning. Uh, We appreciate your time. You've had a couple of days now to digest this whole thing. Just your overall impressions of the game on Sunday, the Cowboys and the 49ers. Good morning, guys. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the wounds are starting to kind of scab over just, just a little bit. Um, I mean, the, the game was extremely disappointing. I don't know any other way to, to put it. I would love to, to put some sort of spin zone on it. Um, to, to be, you know, knocking on the door, to be right there, uh, to be able to do something you haven't done in, in 27 years. And, and to get this really flat showing offensively six days after, you know, you looked unstoppable. 
Um, it's, it's a bitter pill to swallow, and I think it's something that's going to cast a bit of a shadow over the offense. If available at pick number 26, do the Cowboys go get running back B. John Robinson? Uh, you know, as, as somebody whose job it is to create content around this team, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Um, as somebody who's wearing a, a Texas A&M hoodie at this moment, I'm uh, very upset about it. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I mean, it's it's hard. It, and, and, I mean, the, the logic or the presentation that you shouldn't spend any premium resource on a running back I do think has gone a bit far in, in recent years. I mean, there's, you know, there's data to support that you can draft a running back at, at the end of the first round and then find a really productive player. Um, but, but the Cowboys, you know, spent the fourth overall pick on one, as, as we all well know. Um, and so I do wonder, you know, what, what power that has. I mean, will the, will the Cowboys feel like they'd be scorned if, if they did this again? Um, it, it is a very sensitive thing. Um, I would much rather go elsewhere, personally. I mean, whether or not Zeke, Pollard, either or are back, I, I would much rather spend that pick elsewhere. Um, you, you can certainly find help in the running game through through lower-level resources. And, I, and let me preface this. I, I realize that you are a Dak fan and you like his play. Is he a guy that you can win at the highest level with? You know, that's that's kind of been the question right, for the last few days. Oh, anybody, um, you know, even people who support Dak that, that are that are kind of running from this reality. Um, and that that's that's what makes this loss different, right? You can kind of explain away everything else that has almost happened over the last seven years and not not provide an excuse for Dak, but you can you know, there's more meat on the bone, but but this is just Dak. I mean, this is his failing, um, and so that's a really kind of stark reality to reckon with and I think you can. I mean, they've been a team that's won because of him. But I think um, I, I think it's unwise to build yourself that way. And that's not to, to excuse Dak or anything. He had his opportunity and he failed. Um, but but I think we saw, you know, how limited the Cowboys' past catching group was. And I think that becomes a little bit more apparent when you look at what the, the final four teams are working with as an example, right? I know the Chiefs traded away Tyreek Hill, but they have – you know, maybe the best tight end of all time playing for them in, in Travis Kelson. They have all these skill position players and Isaac Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon. The Bengals have all sorts of receivers for Joe Burrow. The Eagles, it's well documented what they've done. And, and the Niners, I mean, we spent all last week talking about how you couldn't take away everybody on their team. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say the Cowboys only gave Dak C.D. Lamb, because again, that, that implies some sort of excuse for him. But um, I, I think that anybody is better uh, when you have more help around you. And I think that has to be the focus this offseason for the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy already making changes on both sides of the ball with the coaching staff. Is he bracing himself to lose both coordinators and even more coaches? You know, um, not at all to make light of, of the moves that we've seen, um, you know, in the last 24 hours or so. But but all of those coaches that are moving on are, were coaches on expiring contracts. You know, I'm not saying I want to see some heads roll or anything like that, but uh, we have yet to see the Cowboys make a, a decision of force, if that makes sense, or like they haven't fired somebody. Um, and so I, I think, you know, they're in a tough spot. I mean, and you asked this question, I'm sure you guys have, whether the season was a success or not. I mean, it was, but, you know, it, it was a success if you kind of lower your standards and, and then you get into all that stuff. And so you, you have to make a decision. We, we are approaching, and I, I don't want to be dramatic, but, but a year of reckoning, a season of reckoning, um, you know, if the Cowboys don't touch Dak Prescott's contract this offseason, and I imagine they will, but if they don't, um, they could get out of his deal in 2024. And the same goes for Mike McCarthy. I mean, I, I'm somebody who has, has vastly supported him. 
but if you fall short again, um, then then it kind of becomes a matter of, okay, dude, you know, we gave you that, that first year as a mulligan because of the DAC injury. And yeah, you kind of started to turn this ship around, but what direction are you taking it in? And so um, I do think that we're seeing the symptoms of that. Uh, it might be a, a stress-filled kind of few months uh, for those who work at the Star. I want to go back to the uh, to the changes that Ward alluded to. I, I'm just curious. Do you feel like that that came from management? Do you feel like that they, that came from the head coach? Could it have come from the coordinators? I mean, I think the water has to go somewhere, right? You know, and and so um, like has to escape somewhere, and and so you you know you can't you know there's a lot of people trade Dak move on from Dak I don't mean to keep making it about Dak but but that's not practical right like you're you're literally wasting your time if you're proposing that it's not financially feasible for this team um people saying get rid of McCarthy it, it truly doesn't I mean he's he's done a, a fine job I mean it's hard to kind of talk yourself into that and so but but you can't just run it back right so so you've got to move on from somebody and I do wonder to your point um, you know, how many of these defensive assistants that have, have been moved on from um, are, are going to wind up following Dan Quinn if it works out that way? And, and obviously the same offensively for Kellen Moore if he gets the Panthers job. Um, but, but I think it's a matter of there, there has got to be, you know, somebody, somebody has got to get yelled at here. And, and the, the bases of it all have too much kind of security uh, for it to make sense. And so you've got to have some fall guys. Is Cooper Rush a Cowboy next year? I don't see why not. I mean, uh, you know, you need a veteran backup. He seems really pleased with this situation. Uh, if he wants to come back uh, for, for a nice raise, uh, that would be awesome. But um, And I think, you know, the benefit to that, if, if you care about it, is nobody at least seriously believes that he's a threat to Dak and whatever. You don't want to be dealing with that the way they were to a small degree uh, when they brought Andy Dalton in three years ago. Visiting with R.J. Choi from Blog of the Boys in ESPN Central Texas here on ESPN Radio. Another Cowboy that may not or may be in a uniform for the Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott. Is he back or does he find somewhere else to go? Yeah, I mean, I feel um, I feel like the person who has to go to like the high school reunion and like give all the bad news, right? Like, oh, you know, they closed down the burger joint. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff. Like um, it, it's – it's been a great ride, right? And and look, if Zeke is back, I, like I don't have a real passionate stance on on this, but if Zeke is back, fine. Um, but you, it, it is really just kind of, kind of time to move on. And I mean, he has been a productive player at times, but there's a lot of people saying, look, he could be a goal line back. He, he's a, a locker room leader. That's great. I mean, you know, but but that's a precious spot. And you know, if you look at, you know, whatever metric you prefer, EPA per play, general yards, I mean, he was not an explosive playmaker for this team this year. And, I mean, they, they made a mistake spending that premium of a resource on that position. They doubled down on that by giving him a $90 million contract. And as a result, they have become the trailblazers for what not to do in that sense. And so um, I know they don't want to let go. I know that they're terrified that he's going to go with a Super Bowl somewhere else the way DeMarcus Ware did. But it just really wouldn't be practical in the name of offensive efficiency to bring him back. And that's, that's the cold hard truth. What are you working on for uh, blogging the boys right now? Uh, well, the postmortem is officially on. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're, we're just kind of examining things. And, and at some point, you know, uh, hopefully after the Eagles lose the NFC title game, we'll be able to kind of celebrate, you know, this season. And, and we spend a lot of time talking about the high points and there are, you know, some obvious ones, but there are some that you kind of forget. I mean, it's just been such a long year. 
but also, you know, tracking all the news, all the coach firings and, and layoffs or dismissals or whatever. Um, it's um, it's going to be a long and, and a bit of a lean few couple of months, uh, but thankfully we rationed and, and you know we we stored up in the winter and we're ready for it. RJ, as always, it is a pleasure, man. Thanks for your time today. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. Have a good day. That's RJ Ochoa, blog of the boys, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Seven forty three, and uh, we talk to the athletic director. At Baylor University, Mac Rhodes, we do it next on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. So excited to have this gentleman on with us for the Round Rock Express, Mr. Mike Caps. Well, you've known me a long time, and, and, <laughs> and you know that I, I prescribe myself to the theory that Rogers Hornsby had when somebody asked him, the late Hall of Famer, they said, what are you doing in the offseason? He said, I sit at the window, <laughs> and I watch seasons change, and I wish to hell baseball would get here quicker. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info and help save a life with Carter Blood Care. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. So many chores and so little time. If you feel this way too, WC Tractor is here to help. We've bundled up the most popular new Kubota tractors with the most popular implements and created ready-to-go Kubota packages for your convenience. Stop by any of our Kubota locations and take a test ride in our new affordable Kubota L3302. Neatly packaged with a loader, cutter, box blade, and trailer. Think of all the tasks you can conquer with a new Kubota tractor package. Come by or visit us online at wctractor.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. C.J. Hall scored the first 11 points of the game in helping the MCC Highlanders to a 67-55 win over Grayson. 
Four highlasses were in double figures, led by Miana Little's 18 points in an 80-52 win over Grayson. That ties the highlasses for first in the conference standings with Grayson and Collin at 5-1. In Big 12 men's action last night, West Virginia upended Texas Tech 76-61. On the women's side of the Big 12, Texas beat Oklahoma 78-58. Iowa State smoked TCU 75-35. And Oklahoma State topped Kansas State 82-74. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your home for Baylor men's and women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 748, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's welcome into the program the athletic director and vice president and director of intercollegiate athletics, Mac Rhodes from Baylor University. Mac, good morning, man. We appreciate your time. We know you're limited here, so we'll, we'll dive right into this thing. Talk a little bit about Monday night for us and just the atmosphere, the crowd, and, of, of course, the, the great win on, on the whiteout. Well, good morning, and uh, yeah, it was uh, Monday night was in a really, really electrifying environment, and you know I've been here now what six years, and maybe the the you know one of the top, if, if not the the best environment that that I've ever been part of. So, um, you know, shout out to the Baylor family. I thought our students were were unbelievable. The the white balloons you know, waving and, you know, I'm sitting there thinking if I've got to shoot free throws into that background, <laughs> um, that's, that's probably a pretty difficult task. And, you know, it was, uh, I thought it was a great showing for the big 12 again, just kind of a, a stamp on, uh, on the fact that uh, the big 12 is, is the, uh, the best basketball league again in the, uh, in the entire country. And you, you know, you think about the matchup between Baylor and Kansas and, you know, the last two national championships and, you know, the 2020 season, probably both, both of the, both of the teams are, are number one seeds in the tournament. So it's, I think it's become a, a great um, college basketball rivalry. And, uh, you know, you always, it's always just feels a little sweeter when, when you beat them. And that's a compliment to them because of, you know, how great their, their program is. But, um, Scott and, and our staff has got, you know, our team playing at a really, really high level right now. But, uh, man, Monday night was a lot of fun. Mac, how exciting is it every time you drive by to see the pavilion keep crawling out of the ground? Yeah, it's amazing uh, how quickly they're putting up the steel and, the, you know, now, you know, finishing up on the trusses. And so it, it is exciting. I know that we still got a, a long way to go, but, you know, on, on schedule, on track, you know, we, uh, our plan is to play, you know, begin playing in there in January of 2024 and, you know, really, really try to open up big 12 season um, in the, in the pavilion. And, you know, you think about, think about that, that environment on Monday night and now you move from, from, you know, the Farrell center 10 to, to the, to the pavilion at a, at a capacity of 7,500. And I really believe that, you know, Monday's Monday nights, you know, environment atmosphere can be replicated and, and be like that every single game, you know, at the pavilion. And uh, it's really hard to have that, that environment consistently in the Ferrell center because of its capacity. But now all of a sudden you shift to the pavilion and that, you know, Monday night is, 
is the environment we want we want every home game. I, I suspect the the environment will be like that on Saturday when the uh, Big 12 SEC Challenge takes place and the Bears host host Arkansas. Are, are you a fan of of stepping out of conference like this? I know it's it's a great television event and obviously the fans are excited, but what are your what is your take on stepping out out of league in the middle of the conference race? Yeah, you know, I wish it wasn't as good a team as Arkansas, <laughs> um, but uh, um, they're they're really talented, and Coach Mosman's done a done a great job. But uh, you know, I like it, um, and I think if you if you asked our our players, our student athletes, I'd, I'd tell you that um, they like it as well. Um, you know, Scott, you know, I, I believe it. Or not, I think Scott, you know, likes it, and um, it's a it's a little bit of a pride thing, you know, for for the big 12 versus the sec. And so I think there's that component, but um, you know, as long as you can make the schedule work, work, uh, work, right. You know, then, uh, then I think, you know, it's, it's good for college basketball. I think it's good for both of the, the conferences and, you know, as an athletic director through, you know, the, the lens of, you know, your, your own program, I do think it's, it's good for us to, to be able to do that. So, you know, that game has been sold out for weeks now. And, you know, again, expecting, you know, an environment very much like, like Monday, you know, the, uh, the hard part is, you know, you, you play in Arkansas, man, and then you get right back in it, you know, having to head down to Austin on Monday. Max spring semester is entirely busy for everybody. You got so many teams in action and so many athletes in action in the spring with all the sports going on. How do you divide your time or how do you decide, well, I've got to get over here for a few minutes. I got to get over here for a few minutes. I got to get to the tennis complex. There's so much going on in the spring. How did, how do you manage that? Yeah. Well, you just spoke to the challenge. It, uh, yeah, I, I wish, you know, there was about five or six of me and I could clone <laughs> myself and, and get, uh, get to all of them because it's important. You know, we, we, we love our student athletes and, you know, we want, we want them to know that we support them. We want our coaches to know that we, we support them, but uh, you know, I've got a great staff, um, unbelievable staff. I think it's the, the best in the country. And so we divide and conquer. And, you know, I, I try to try to, you know, be at, uh, at everything, at least for a, a few minutes. And, um, and so it's, Look, there there are worse problems in the world. Let me, let me just tell you, um, it's it's a lot of fun and it's it's a joy to be around our our student athletes and coaches. I'm going to get you to jump ahead a little bit to 2023 fall. What does this conference look like with the addition of the of the the four incoming institutions plus Oklahoma and Texas still in the league? Yeah, I, I think it's um, it's a great question and. Um, trying to be maybe a little bit measured in, in how I answer it, but it's, you know, 14 schools, I think is, is a lot in, in a, in a conference. And particularly when you know that, um, that, you know, two of them on their, on their way out and uh, you know, how do you, how do you do it and, and, um, and do it so that, you know, all 14 truly feel like, like members of the, of the conference. And, um, and, uh, and, and so there's, you know, there's, those conversations and quite frankly there's the awkwardness you know of of the two of the two leaving but um i think it's going to be an an unbelievably competitive conference when you think about 
you know, the fall and, and football. And, you know, there's obviously been conversation out publicly when the, uh, when the uh, football schedule will be released and, you know, uh, commissioner your has talked about, you know, end of January. And I think we're still tracking for that. Uh, but it's going to be a competitive league. Um, you know, it's, it's it's interesting because you know it's it's really it's hard to you know where's the where's the sweet spot threaded in the needle about moving forward and marketing the 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 new Big Twelve you know that will eventually be twelve and how do you do that when you when you have two that are you know on their on their way out so um, obviously we're we're in the middle of, of those conversations and, and figuring that out. Hey, we got a million more questions, but we know you got to go. We appreciate your time as always. Uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thanks thanks for doing this this morning. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Good morning, and uh, you both have a great day. Talk to you soon. That's Mac Rhodes, the uh, athletic director at Baylor University. I, I, we didn't even get into the transfer portal and, and the changes there. and right, uh, we, we keep him all day. Yeah, you could. I mean – you want, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of, and you know this, there's a lot of ADs that are ADs and they, they go about their business and do a great job for their institutions. But he is plugged in to what's going on within the NCAA, within the conference office, and not, in Baylor University as well. So, I mean, he's a, he's a great source for, for information. And you're right, we, we could have spent all day just asking questions about where we are, where we're going, and what it looks like. Uh, 7.57, let's continue on the program this morning. Let's welcome in the master of ceremonies from yesterday's program at the uh, Baylor Club, the voice of the Bears, John Morris, with today's Baylor Sports Beat. Welcome to today's edition of the Baylor Sports Beat on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes talking Baylor basketball and the whiteout in the Farrell Center. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Kick off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Start your year off with the deal of all deals. Get up to $2,500 in total values and 1.9% for 72 months on the new 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with second and third row seating options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Deals are available across our entire inventory. Remember, if you don't see what you want, we can build your custom dream vehicle today. The Start Something New sales event is happening now at Alan Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life, here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back today, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes, beginning with that sold-out, wide-out win over Kansas Monday night in the Farrell Center. Yeah, that's as good as it gets. That was big time. You know, what a what a great showing for the Big 12 Conference, Big Monday. Um, our fans were tremendous. Uh, maybe the best student uh, crowd that uh, – 
that we've had since I've been here. It was electric, the the white balloons, the <laughs> you know all of it. I was sitting there going, man, how do you how do you shoot free throws into that? <laughs> and uh, anyway, but uh, just a tremendous atmosphere. Obviously, you know uh, the game was great. You know we we're able to to get out of there with a with a win and. You know, it, it always feels maybe a little bit more special when you beat Kansas, um, and that's a compliment to them because of, you know, how, how great their program is. And, you know, you just you think about the Big 12 and, and Kansas and Baylor and the last two national championships. You think about 2020, both would have been a number one seed, you know, if, uh, if the NCAA tournament hadn't been postponed. And so uh, this league is brutal when when you think about it and uh but a, a great game great environment and uh and thank you to to the baylor family because they they made it you know that was a really really tough uh tough environment to, to play in and now you begin to think about that and moving to the foster mm-hmm. pavilion yeah. you know 7500 capacity and really having that type of environment every single night that you play that's what's that's what's really going to be cool. Yeah, and hopeful the same environment Saturday, the Big Twelve SEC Challenge already sold out for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah, it's been sold out. Three p.m. Saturday. Um, you know, again, Coach Mulsman, the the Arkansas program. Uh, I think they've been to two straight Elite Eights. You know, and uh, um, you know they uh, they're just really really good. You would you kind of wanted or hope that if you were going to play in a challenge, you might get a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of break and and because uh, then you got to go follow that you know at at Austin at UT. But uh, that'll be a big game Saturday and looking forward to that environment. Thanks, Mac. And that's our time for today. More tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like well anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome into Hour 2 of the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend, and the car business. Let's welcome into the program this morning from the Athletic and host of the uh, the Athletics Football Show podcast, Robert Mays. Robert, good morning. We appreciate your time. Uh, let's 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 dive right into this thing, and let's let's begin with the the NFC Championship game, Philadelphia and, and San Francisco. Has has the success? In, and, I, and I get it; it's a small window uh, uh, for Brock Purdy. But has the success of Brock Purdy changed the quarterback room in San Francisco for next year? Man, maybe. It might have, and I think a few different reasons. You know, it you have to listen to the locker room at a certain point. When a guy has success and you go away from him, I think it's tough to send that message. I think that part of the reason that they hang on for Jimmy Garoppolo, they hung on to Jimmy Garoppolo for so long, is because the guys really responded to him. He was very popular in that room. So I think that's an element to it. And I also don't think you can overstate how much money they would save. You know, Brock Purdy is going to make 
400, $500,000 over the next four years. And they have a lot of guys that they've already paid. They have a lot of guys that they have to pay. And for most teams, it's really, really hard to win independent of your quarterback, right? Where you have all these other aspects to your offense with the play caller and the skill position talent, where you can just say, we just need a guy who can keep this thing on the rails. The Niners have that. So if you had asked me that six, eight weeks ago, I wouldn't have even been able to fathom that world. But what we're watching right now, I think it seems much more reasonable. Is Kansas City or Cincinnati the team to beat in this Final Four? I think it's Cincinnati. I just think the top to bottom, they're playing so well. You know, the offense is really rolling, and I know the offensive line is banged up, but I thought they did such a good job of just kind of overcoming that last week, of planning for it. Joe Burrow's getting rid of the ball extremely quick. I think that those 10 wins in a row, the way that they've looked really over the last three quarters of the season, you know, the first month of the year, they were kind of stuck in a rut offensively that they fell into at times last year where they were a little bit predictable. They were struggling to kind of move the ball slowly down the field rather than rely on explosive plays, but they underwent a pretty radical shift around week five of the season schematically, and it has totally changed who they are. And I think that the team they've been over the last two and a half months or so has absolutely been up there with the best teams in the league. So even with those concerns up front, I still think that that team and who they've been for most of this year is as dangerous as anybody in the AFC. Where does Sean Payton coach next year, or does he? Kind of seems like there might not be a spot for him. You know, by all accounts, it, it, a lot of the reports that have come out over the last couple couple of days, Mike Cliss, who don't know exactly where he works now. He used to be at the Denver Post, but now he works for a television station in Denver. He's very plugged into the organization. He went through all of the different candidates yesterday in a piece that he wrote. It kind of seemed like Sean Payton might not have a spot. And I don't know if that's because teams aren't willing to pay the draft capital. Teams aren't willing to pay the $20 million a year that Sean Payton wants. I also think that by next year, you won't have to do that. So there's a chance that because there's only five slots and the price tag for Sean Payton is so high that we get to next year's cycle before we actually hear from him as head coach again. As funny as it sounds in the AOC championship game coming up on Sunday, does this game come down to who can run the ball better? I don't think that's silly at all. I, I really don't. You look at the last game these two teams played in week 13, the Chiefs ran the ball very well. And uh, the, the Bengals allowed them to, you know, just structurally with what they were doing on defense. So I think that they're going to have to do that again if Cincinnati plays the same way. And the Bengals' ability to tap into that run game is a huge part of why their offense has been rolling the way that it has. So I don't think that's crazy at all. My only pushback on that would be, do the Bengals play Patrick Mahomes a little bit differently? Do they not have as many light boxes? Do they not dedicate as many resources to the pass? And does that mean that the running game isn't as important for Kansas City? But I think that the running game on both sides will be a huge part of the game overall. With the injury, what's your what's 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 your gut tell you about how how the uh, the Bengals approach it defensively? So last time these two teams played, uh, Patrick Mahomes held onto the ball longer in that game his average time to throw than at any other point in the season. He did a ton of improvising and moving around the pocket to kind of find windows. I don't know how much he's going to be able to do that. 
So that game, if you kind of just copy and paste that game plan, I feel like it's going to be difficult for the Chiefs to move the ball if Cincinnati plays that same way. The other side of it is that the Bengals didn't play a ton of man coverage on late downs. They still played a decent amount of zone. And one of the reasons that you don't like to play a lot of man coverage against the Chiefs is that he's an excellent scrambler. You know, he's not the athlete that Josh Allen is, but if you look at all the numbers and what he's done over the last couple of years, it's devastating when it's third and seven. He looks around, doesn't see anything, takes off because no defenders are looking at him and they're attached to the man, and he scampers for eight yards. And people always say, how fast is Patrick Mahomes? He's faster than the guy chasing him most of the time. <laughs> but if the ankle is hurt, then is that the case? Uh, is he going to be able to move around and hurt you with his legs in the way that he's typically able to? And if he's not, do you feel more comfortable being a little bit more aggressive in the coverages that you play? So normally I would just say after watching him last week, Patrick Mahomes on one foot is maybe the second best quarterback in the league to Patrick Mahomes on two feet. But going back and watching that Cincinnati game, it's just hard to imagine the guy I watched in that game playing in this one and what that could mean. With the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, do they have enough to get past that San Francisco defense? Yes, I definitely think so. Uh, they have so many answers to so many problems, and that's why I think they're so impressive. And It's a combination of Jalen Hurts, the, the talent that they have up front at their skill position players, but also their coaching staff. You know, Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator, there's a reason that he's gotten all these head coaching interviews, and I think it's beyond – just the team success that the Eagles have had go back and you watch that giants game. The giants have maybe the worst linebacking duo of any good team in the NFL as a rebuilding team, which they were this year. There's always going to be one or two areas where you're really, really poor. And that was it. And so Eagles looked at that and said, okay, we're going to run the ball 40 times. We're going to get rid of the ball immediately in space. And we're going to make those guys tackle the entire game. Lo and behold, they could not. So they have done such a good job of figuring out the right game plan for whatever challenges the defense presents. And even if the Niners defense is excellent, I still have confidence in what that game plan is going to look like. Visiting with Robert Mays from The Athletic and the host of the podcast, The Athletic Football Show. Robert, we we talked about Sean Payton a minute ago. Uh, And I know on one of your podcasts here recently, you, you, you guys talked about the, the top jobs in the NFL that are available. And I think our listeners may be a little surprised with, with some of the answers. What is the best job available today and, and why? So the, the conversation that you're referring to is Mike Sando, who does a great job for us. He's very plugged into guys around the league. And he kind of canvassed coaches, executives around the NFL and asked them, what do you think is the best job? And the answer that he came to, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with, is the Houston Texans. And I was a little shocked when he said that, but then you go through some of the reasons and obviously they have a ton of resources. You know, think about all the draft capital that they have after the Deshaun Watson trade. They are within range, obviously with the second overall pick to draft their quarterback this season. So they kind of have a blank slate and, you know, Nick Casario is, we don't know what Nick Casario is as a general manager yet. I think he's been a little more hands-on than a lot of, guys in that position you can construe that as a good or bad thing and my question to mike was well what about ownership there you know i don't have a ton of confidence in what cal mcnair has done and kind of how haphazard their plan has been and what mike said to me and i think it's completely reasonable is that 
the, the Rooney's aren't hiring. You know, the mayors aren't hiring. These teams that are stable and longtime successful organizations, those aren't the ones looking for coaches. These all, all five teams that are looking for a new head coach this year. There are questions about the ownership at every single one of those places. We don't know about the Broncos brand new. David Tepper has been pretty impulsive and impatient in some of the decisions that he made that he's made in Carolina. Cardinals now have a new general manager. You know, they've done things a certain way for a very long time as a mom and pop shop that you might not be overly excited about. And think about how erratic Jim Irsay has been over the last couple of years doing press conferences outside of his plane after losing to the Jags, firing Frank Reich in the middle of the season, hiring Jeff Saturday. So the Texans at first glance, you may think, really? But with all the resources that they have, there's actually a pretty real argument to be made in favor of them. What's the biggest offseason story, Brady or Rodgers? I pick neither. I, I just want to move on from this world that we live in with both of these guys. I, I, I think it was Andrew Whitworth who uh, I really enjoy listening to. He was a left tackle for the Rams for a long time and now works in media. He was on Rich Eisen's show maybe a couple weeks ago, and Rich, Rich asked him about Aaron Rodgers, and Andrew said, "Just wake me up in August when we have a decision about where these guys are going to be." <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about it. I, I think the fascinating part. It's, I'm more interested in Rodgers just because the Packers will have to make a conscious decision to trade him. You know, if Brady plays somewhere else, Brady's a free agent. That's more about does a 46-year-old man want to keep getting hit in the pocket. With Rodgers, the Packers would have to make a conscious decision to say, we are going to move on from one of the well, 10 best quarterbacks of all time, a guy with multiple MVP awards. That is a little juicier than where it, Tom Brady might land, in my opinion. All right, uh, we're all Cowboy fans in this part of the world, or most of us are anyway. It, it, the way the Cowboy roster is constructed, and again, look, they won a lot of games and made it to the division around the last couple of years, but the way this roster is constructed under this leadership, is this the cap, the divisional round, or can this team win at a higher level with the way this roster is constructed and this coaching staff and this management team? No. I think that they can win at a higher level. The unfortunate part about this year specifically is I think they just made the wrong bets with the skill position players. Obviously you were locked into Zeke's contract. He's going to need to be on the team this year, but for whatever he gives you, it's not $15 million worth of running back or $15 million worth of skill position player to cut Amari or trade Amari Cooper and sign Michael Gallup to that deal. And then get as little as you did for Michael Gallup this year is a pretty tough blow. Dalton Schultz play on the franchise tag this season. I mean, that's the average of the top five position or top five players at tight end. And Dalton Schultz is a nice player. But when you watch the Cowboys offense in that game against the Niners and you watch all the other offenses that are now remaining in the NFL playoffs, think about all the weapons the Niners have. Think about the receivers that the Bengals have. Think about A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard in Philadelphia. The, bang, the Chiefs are kind of an exception after trading Tyreek Hill. They really only have Travis Kelsey. They also have the best quarterback in the league who can elevate pretty much everyone else around him. And the fact that Dak can't do what Patrick Mahomes can do isn't an indictment of Dak. It's a comment on how different Patrick Mahomes is to pretty much every other quarterback in the entire league. So when I watch that Dallas team right now, I think that the biggest question is, 
how are you going to find more explosiveness on offense via playmakers? And do you free up some money with the Zeke deal or with moving on from Zeke? Do you get the money freed up if you move on from Tyron Smith? Where do you find your wiggle room? It becomes harder with Dak making $49 million against the cap next year. But we've seen this as a team that's always willing to do what it needs to to free up the space. You know, Do they add a couple more dummy years to Dak's contract to free up a little bit? My only concern is that I think you've seen the best version of the defense because that's how defense usually works. You know, when you catch lightning in a bottle for a couple of years, it's really hard to maintain. The first problem, of course, being is Dan Quinn going to be there? You know, if Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Broncos next year, what does that do to the defensive success that you've had over the last couple of years? You have Anthony Brown as a free agent, even though they were kind of able to overcome that this year. Leighton Vanderess is a free agent. So they've been a top two defense for the last two seasons. Let's say next year that goes to being the seventh best defense overall. Well, then your offense needs to get better. So that's my only concern is that the non-pass catching elements of this team, whether it's how they got their line to fall into place this year, or what the defense has played like, that kind of feels like a perfect storm in some ways. But I think overall, they still have a lot of underlying talent, enough wiggle room to make something happen and enough creativity in the front office to keep upgrading the roster. Great stuff, Robert. We appreciate it. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, the podcast, the the, uh, the Athletic Football Show. We do it every day. Uh, we do have a show every single day, five days a week, uh, Sundays into Mondays. We do a recap with me and my friend Nate Tice of the games you just watched. Me and Mike Sando, who I referenced earlier, do a show in the middle of the week. Uh, Mike and Randy Mueller, who is a longtime GM in the NFL, are on Thursdays. We have a draft show with Dane Brugler, who Cowboys fans are probably pretty familiar with. He's done a lot of draft coverage down in Dallas for a long time. He does a show every week for us. So five days a week, if uh, if you love in-depth, nerdy, no-hold-barred football talk, uh, we might be for you. So please come check it out. Robert, thanks. We appreciate your time as always. Uh, it was great to, to, to visit with you, and uh, we appreciate the info. Absolutely. Talk to you guys later. Have a great day. That's Robert Mays. Good stuff. He's from The Athletic, and uh, I'm telling you, man, if you don't read The Athletic, you you need to. It is, man, you want to talk about an organization that's out there and getting it done and breaking stories all across the country at every level, every sport? Uh, They've kind of taken the lead in that department. It's The Athletic and the show's The Athletic Football Show podcast, so there you go. All right, uh, 18 minutes after 8, this is game time. We're presented by Alan Samuels, and we're brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts. You know, uh, we we talk a lot about it, but it's the truth. If you you need a birthday gift, then guys head to Morrison's Gifts. If you need an anniversary gift, guys head to Morrison's Gifts. If you need a holiday gift for some reason, Valentine's is coming up. Valentine's is coming. Guys, you you know you're not any good at it. <laughs> at least I'm not. Uh, then head to head to uh, head to Morrison's Gifts. And, and look, they're going to take great care of you. And, and they've been doing it since 1979. And they're Waco's gift store for every occasion. And you can check out stuff like Consuela bags, John Hart leather goods, key rings, candles, Times candles. And jewelry and all kinds. They got they got Waco memorabilia. Maybe you want to send something to a family member or or an old friend. You know, halfway across the country, you can certainly do that. They they I mean they've got millions and millions of of, of ideas for for gifts. And you know I I haven't I, I got to check. I need to find out if they moved. They're moving a couple of of locations in the same strip center. 
just moving a couple of uh, buildings over to get more space. They're going to have a much bigger store, uh, and they may have already done it. I don't know. I need to go, I need to double check. Uh, so we'll we'll find out about that. But right now they're at forty three oh eight West Waco Drive. That's next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. Even if they do move, it's just a couple of doors down. So you can still go have lunch at Jason's and then uh, and then go get a gift and you know and then you know they'll they'll get it wrapped up for you and they do free gift wrapping and it, it's just it's so easy. Sally and 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 her staff will take great care of you guys when you go into to Morrison's Gifts. Forty three oh eight West Waco Drive in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show Thursday, February 2nd, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do? And if you want your house to look good. But what about the ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had the wind blew her down the road. (laughs) That's where she ran into the car. (laughs) We first opened the doors of Jeff Hunter Toyota in 1990 and have become the premier Toyota dealership in Waco. We offer a full selection of new Toyota models, have a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. There's a state-of-the-art service and body shop with factory-trained technicians and a full-line parts department. Stop by and see Kyle Tumlinson or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hello, everyone. Brian Reese here, general manager, Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand-new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese and I will get your knees in the breeze. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. 
Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. In SoCal, too, right? In SoCal's Beach Shop, downtown Waco. You got it. Hey, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm here. You have fun yesterday? I had a great time, did you? It was lovely. It was lovely. And this is the truth. <laughs> I speaketh the truth. Here we go. If Ward is my witness, Ward is my witness. Don't drag me into this. <laughs> you were sitting, you're the you're one. Si- you're the, sitting right beside her. This is the truth. <laughs> she opens up a package of Cracker Jacks. Wait, back up because. You give it, the backstory here. The backstory is I said, remember when you were kids and the Cracker Jacks came in a box and you'd be so excited because there was a prize in it? I love Cracker Jacks just because of the price. And so there was a bag of Cracker Jacks at all of our seats. Yeah. Now Now. proceed. And she opened the package (laughs) only to find at the top a prize. Yes, I was so excited. She goes, hey, look, there's a prize in it. I was so excited. Surprise, surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) What did Ward say? Well, yeah, it says on the outside, Uh, prize inside. Right there on the package, prize inside. So there's probably a prize in there. There was, but I was so excited. It was a sticker. It was? What kind of sticker? I don't remember. Yeah, it took pri- us like 20 minutes to the open it. The prizes are not the same in Cracker Jacks. They're, no. they're stickers now. I mean, you used to get... Cars, dolls. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, like miniature. Yeah, you used to get little... Cool stuff. Silly toys. Yeah. Like the now little guy the with the parachute, you know, that you throw off the balcony that was a fun one to get <laughs> yeah it's like when you'd buy the package of bubble gum you'd get the the trading cards no you'd, yes. you'd buy the trading cards for the bubble gum yes <laughs> well that gum was good wasn't it <laughs> god i missed that gum anyways anyway i'm sorry anyways. <laughs> off the track so cracker jacks remind you of baseball so we're gonna talk some baseball this morning are we really yeah (laughs) did you know that the rangers are on their way to the american (laughs) Uh, i don't confuse me but did you know hang on a second (laughs) hang on back this train up what (laughs) (laughs) did you know that what was that I, i don't you're confusing me already stop I have to stay focused. <laughs> Lock in, Stephanie. Lock in. <laughs> okay, Maverick. <laughs> oh, Here we go. All right. Prof- the first professional baseball team was formed in ni- 1869. Do you know what the name of them was? The Cincinnati Red Stockings. Did you already look at my notes? No, I just I know this. Okay. In 1876, the National League was formed with eight teams. And then in 1901, American League was formed with eight teams. And the first World Series was played in what year? Drum roll, please. 1903. You're close. 1904. No, actually, you're right. <laughs> it's 1903. 
And would you question me? Why would you question me? This is baseball. I know, but sometimes you don't tell me the truth, and then I look like a fool. So, Nolan Ryan still holds the record for the most career strikeouts. Mm -hmm. Did you know I was named after him? For real? Do your parents like baseball? And my middle name is Landry, for Tom Landry. I'm not making this up, by the way. I was literally named after Nolan Ryan and Tom Landry. Well, I was named after Princess Stephanie, so there. <laughs> Good grief. <sighs> you know, I, we, we have some friends. They had twins. Yes. Boy and a girl. They named Nolan and Ryan. That's cute, there though. How about That's that? Cute. That's cute. Anyways, Nolan Ryan uh, has the career strikeouts of 5,714. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. Right? I'd say so. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> not, that's, that's not pretty bad. Good. <laughs> that's Cal, yeah, Cal Ripken, 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 Ripken holds the record still for most consecutive games ever played at two thousand six hundred and thirty-two. Yeah. So that tells yeah. me that'll never be touched. No. Okay, so was he like a pitcher? No, no. no. What was he? Shortstop, third base. That's still like that's a lot of workouts. If you play those many games back to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even understand what that means. Just you played them back to back and you didn't have to go out and sit on the bench you, ever? You, you never took a day you off. You never took a day off. Well, do the guys today take days oh, off? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, who knew? Yeah. The longest Everybody, game. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who didn't know was the question. Me, I raised my hand. The longest baseball game in history lasted eight hours and six minutes, 25 innings. Triple A oh. game, wasn't it? It was in 1920. Do you know who it was? Oh. Boston Braves versus Brooklyn Robins. I didn't even know Brooklyn were called Robins before, so I learned that yesterday. What were they later? They were the Brooklyn what? Um, Dodgers. Dodgers. That's right. Dodgers. The fastest game ever played was in 1910. It was the Atlanta Crackers and the Mobile Seagulls. Do you know that? Atlanta Crackers. That was their name. That was their name. Stop laughing, Ward. I'm just, I can't help it. How long did it take? 32, I mean, it was the sh- fastest game, and it was 32 minutes long. No way. In nine innings? Yes. No, Which tells no way. That's what the Google said in 1987. Well, then it must <laughs> be. Well, yeah, I mean, in 1897. Factual. Look it up, Ryan. Okay. okay. I think you've we've, you've told me this before. 32 minutes? That's what it says. I don't, I don't see how you can get nine innings in 32 minutes. That's some fast pitch pitching. Boom, one. That's hitting the first pitch every yeah. time. That's first ball hacky. They didn't give me a score. It's the fastest game. So, I mean, you're just like. One uh, nothing. Had to be one nothing, didn't it? It couldn't be much more, no. Eight and a half innings. Because don't, like, if, I don't know. But, yeah. The highest scoring game was in 1987. Chicago White Stockings against Louisville. You know what that score was? 36 to 7. 36. <laughs> That means Not they had a, off the Rangers when they beat Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That means that they were really good. <laughs> <laughs> that, day, that day. That day. And I think you've told me this before, but a baseball, an MLB baseball, is hand-stitched and has 108 stitches. I didn't know that. Yeah. And on average, a baseball in an MLB, MLB game is used only six pitches in a game, and then they switch balls. So there's 110 balls that can be used in one game now wait a minute is that six pitches because it probably goes out of play probably goes out of play 
or maybe there's You're two. talking about an average. It's not on average, not yeah. on average. Yes, because there's not a rule in pitches. No, there's not, but they're just saying that on average after six pitches okay. another ball comes in. So that could be like that, that, somebody hit it outfield. It's saying that that 32 minute game was indeed nine innings. I there don't you know, go. I don't I don't know how they did it, but it they were fast. That's how they did it. I mean that I mean I mean they're just throwing out out out. There you go. I mean, a lot of one pitch at bats. There you go. Grumpy says Stephanie wants to find a shot glass in her bag of Cracker Jacks. <laughs> Meanwhile, what? Tom already found his this morning. Whoa. 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 How about Ooh. that? Yeah. What does shot glasses have to do with Cracker Jacks, Grumpy? I don't it's want- your prize. <laughs> you you want a shot glass for a prize. I don't know how I got Stay that reputation. Stay no. With I'd like a diamond ring or something. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up. Diamond ring. <laughs> Honey, if you're listening. Stop <laughs> it. 8.31. Steph, go sell something. Wow. She, she's, just, she's just bailing out, isn't she? All right, 8.31. We're right back with Bryce Cherry in just a moment. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Porter Mosier in one of the tightest golf shirts in the conference. Man loves a good tight golf shirt. I mean, guys like John Morris and I that are kind of built a certain way. Aaron, you used to be built like us. You lost all that weight. John and I, we're normal looking guys, and we like a good XL golf shirt. Porter Mosier is a man in his 50s who has decided to show everybody every aspect. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do? And if you want your house to look good. But what about the ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had the wind blew her down the road. (laughs) That's where she ran into the car. (laughs) Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. 
Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. C.J. Hall scored the first 11 points of the game and helping the MCC Highlanders to a 67-55 win over Grayson. That moves the Highlanders league mark to 4-1, just a game behind first place Ranger. Four Highlassies were in double figures, led by Miana Little's 18 points in an 80-52 win over Grayson. That ties the Highlassies for first in the conference standings with Grayson and Collin at 5-1. In Big 12 men's action last night, West Virginia upended Texas Tech 76-61. On the women's side of the Big 12, Texas beat Oklahoma 78-58. Iowa State smoked TCU 75-35. And Oklahoma State topped Kansas State 82-74. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune-Herald on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 836. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas Thursday morning and time to visit with the uh, sports editor of the Waco Tribute Herald, Bryce Cherry. Bryce, good morning, man. We appreciate your time. How are you today? Doing fine. How about you guys? Terrific. We appreciate your time as always. Let's talk some Baylor women's basketball. That's your beat. And where is where is Nikki Collins' team right now? I, I know that there's a couple of players that she obviously was counting on. They're not there. And don't know how much that, you know, one's not going to be there and, and how, how much you can count on the other. Who knows? So where is this team right now? Uh, I would say they're in the midst of a, a very competitive Big 12 schedule is where they are. And, um, you know, they've kind of been going as their shooting has gone. Um, now, um Early on, when they started off 3-0 and in the Big 12, I thought the defense really was playing at a pretty high level, and that's obviously the thing that you can usually um, give a consistent effort at. Um, now, you're not always going to execute um, at, the, at, at a perfect defensive level, but, but you can at least, you know, control your, your effort. Um, I thought, you know, they got out-hustled in that Texas game. That really can't happen. I mean, um, so, I, I mean, I think it's probably a, a crossroads kind of a moment for Texas for uh, Baylor um, after that Texas game. And, um, you know, they had the, the midweek off, you know. They had a bye uh, here at the, you know, in the middle of the week. And so they, they head out to Lubbock next and, um, you know, they still have talent on this team. They still have um, the ability, I think, to to make a little run in the NCAA tournament. I don't think this is a, a Final Four team or anything, but um, but they certainly have to play better. In the Big 12 on the men's side, could this thing come down to the final week of play? It really could, and um, it's, that, it's that tight, it's that competitive, and What's sad, I think, is that, you know, because of sort of the doggy dog nature of the conference, 
it may help hurt the league in seeding when it comes to the NCAA tournament. I hope not, but, but I mean, it's the best league in the country, but are you going to get a number one seed just because they're kind of beating up on each other? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough to say. Um, obviously Kansas was up there uh, highly ranked in the polls until, you know, this recent losing streak. And then, um, you know, Baylor's on a great winning streak. They still have some, some, you know, gap to climb. And um, so, yeah, I just think it's going to be a league where uh, everybody kind of beats up on everybody. Um, and, but I do feel like they're going to get a lot of teams into the tournament. Price, uh, we were we were uh, talking about it just the other day. It's, we were reminded by Tommy Allison making the decision to go to Prosper. Uh, we we still have the Lorena job open. Uh, what are you hearing? And are there any other jobs that 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 are out there that we we may have overlooked? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think the ones that uh, have come open um, are all ones that we've talked about, or um, you know, there's uh, there's been a few little minor, um, you know, smaller schools maybe that. Um, have changed, including six-man schools. Um, but, you know, I, I think that the Lorena job is a very interesting one because um, it's, you know, it's been three decades since they've had to hire a football coach. Yeah, how would you like to be that guy, right? Right, right. Uh, it's kind of similar, you know, in a certain extent to, to following Kim Mulkey at, uh, at Baylor, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, Ray Biles is going to be a legend at Lorena for a long time, and he certainly um, put the cherry on Sunday with that state championship a couple seasons ago. Um, I think that Lorena uh, is going to hire somebody with some Lorena connections. I'm just going to put that out there, and so we'll see how that plays out. Bryce, high school basketball. Girls have turned the corner in district play. Guys are about to turn the corner this week in district play as well. But for the La Vega girls playing very well right now, do they have maybe the best path to San Antonio? Uh, they, and, and like I, I think we've talked about before, Fairfield. Uh, but, I mean, I do feel like there's some other teams out there that um, you can't overlook. Um, and we're talking about girls basketball. Um, that that region that Fairfield's in um, features some of the best teams in the state, including a couple of you know ones around here in um, Lorena and Fairfield or uh, Bahia, excuse me. Um, obviously, Fairfield's longtime district rival, um, and then both of those have really put together great seasons. Uh, Rodney G's team, Lorena, is just clicking along, playing great. Um, they're always pretty consistent, and you know they're they're going to make at least probably the uh, the third round. But I mean, I guess we'll have to see how the bracket falls because you know a lot of the, a lot of where you go might depend on you know how soon you play Fairfield. But um, and you know Mahaya uh, is another one that really has put together a nice season and. Um, so, you know, but Fairfield's kind of on another level. I don't know if y'all saw the scores. Uh, I was going to ask you about the scores. It's that's crazy. Yeah. They won a game 
76 to nothing. <laughs> uh, you know, they've won another one, 88 to two. Uh, we're actually going to have a feature on Fairfield pretty soon. Um, and just kind of, you know, a little, little more in depth, but looking at, uh, just, just this run that they've been on. I don't, I don't know that it's appreciated enough, but, um, you know, they're going for three out of four, uh, you know, state championships. And of course they lost in the state championship game in the other, uh, other year. They're also that the one that they won in 2020, I mean, you talk about getting that one in under the skin of your teeth. I'm not talking about just the way they won it. I'm talking about the fact that that was basically the last high school sports in 2020 that, uh, you know, was able to get in a a full season um, before the pandemic hit, because the very next week, the pandemic, uh, you know, arrives on a major level and, you know, the world shuts down and they got in what I think like a, two maybe two of the boys state championship games and then they just shut it down and obviously shut down the rest of the uh uil sports so uh fairfield was kind of blessed in that that they were able to to get their season in visiting with bryce cherry of the waco trib uh it's uh 8 16 away from nine bryce you had the opportunity to to be at the first pitch lunch it's just kind of fun isn't it to to kind of get that going and, and that kind of Kind of, kind of marks the beginning for all of us. I mean, I know the players and the coaches have been going at it, but it kind of marks the beginning for us to start thinking and talking baseball and softball. And that's just kind of a fun event. Yeah, absolutely. It makes you it makes you think a little bit of spring, you know, and you get the cracker jacks on the table. And do you know there's a prize inside those cracker jacks? <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. I just just pass that out along. You can do a commercial. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I still think there's a lot of buzz around Baylor just because of, you know, the arrival of Mitch Thompson, a a universally lauded uh, decision, I think, to, to hire him. I mean, that was, uh, you know, championed in a lot of corners, I think. Um, and certainly, uh, you know, former guys that knew him and played for him and stuff, like Sean Tolleson, who was the featured speaker yesterday, are really excited about what Mitch brings. And, um, you know, how good are they going to be this year? I think, you know, is is a, a big question mark. I mean, um, Mitch noted that, you know, they're certainly not getting uh, much love in terms of preseason predictions, but he doesn't really care about that. Um, you know, I – I wouldn't want to say, oh, they're, you know, he's going to come in and immediately take them to the NCAA tournament. Um, I, you know, you're really going to have to see this team a little bit before that happens. They're pretty young and a lot of new faces. And um, I know back in the fall, they had eight jillion guys out there. Uh, and he, I think one of the first things I, you know, heard that he told the team was, not all of you guys are going to be on the roster. You know I mean? He had to, you know, make some cuts just because, uh, you know, they do have a, a roster limit, but, uh, but certainly at least uh, that probably bred some competition. And, um, you know, he talked about uh, yesterday, one of the strengths that he feels like, uh, you know, of this Baylor team is going to be its pitching staff. So that's always a good sign. All right, Bryce, we appreciate it as always. Uh, what do you got coming up this weekend in the Waco Tribune Herald? Yeah, uh, you know, one thing we didn't mention is uh, obviously MCC baseball and mm-hmm. softball start, 
tomorrow, and uh, we had MCC um, baseball preview in today's paper, along with a little story also about their field upgrades. Isn't that uh, beautiful? Oh, so exciting. So exciting. I saw a little post from uh, Rick Butler on Facebook last yesterday just with a, a picture of the lights on, and he said, you know, it only took 50 years. <laughs> 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 Yeah, we'll have we'll have the uh, softball season preview uh, today, or I, I should say for Friday's paper, and then um, you know obviously high school coverage, and uh, got a feature story coming on. Um, it's a it's a midway related uh, basketball feature story, so um, you know a lot of stuff to to check out. Bryce, as always, it's a pleasure, man. We appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Talk to you it. soon. That's uh, Bryce Cherry. He mentioned Baylor baseball. Uh, Baylor baseball coach Mitch Thompson will be with us tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. We'll kind of preview. They've they got their first inter-squad scrimmage tomorrow. Uh, so we'll talk to Mitch about that coming up tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas. He mentioned, Ward, the uh, that he would not be surprised if the Lorena coach came from within. Does it necessarily have to be on the coaching staff, could it be, you know, I, I'm, I'm not throwing anything out there or starting any rumors. I will just tell you that their principal is the former head coach and athletic director at Conley. Just just saying, Kevin Johnson's in the building. I don't know. So, I, I'm not starting any rumors. I'm just stating a fact. Not sure if I'm him sitting in that office. I'm wanting to go back out in the heat of the of August. Some people have that have that drive. You never know. You never know. 848 coming up next. We will get to Did You Know? We'll do it next. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Big 12 SEC Challenge this Saturday in the Farrell Center as the Bears host Arkansas. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step, there was no back pain. I took another step, no knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how arch supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. 
Stop by the Good Feet Store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. In Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. In Cummins Bank, member FDIC. You're home for Baylor men's and women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. 8.52, Tom Ward, Ryan, it's a uh, Thursday and time for Did You Know? Gentlemen, a lot of birthdays today for Did You Know? Did you know that today is on this day in 1880, Army General Douglas MacArthur was born. How about that? In Little Rock, Arkansas. Great and place. You know what he shares a, a hometown city with? Me. You were born in Little Rock? Born in Little Rock. That's awesome. Did you know that uh, General MacArthur is part of the first father-son duo to win the Medal of Honor? His dad won it during the Civil War at age 18 after showing heroics at the 1863 Battle of Missionary Ridge. I did not know that. And then, of course, MacArthur won it in 1942 for his service in World War II in the Philippines. And did you know that MacArthur also played baseball at West Point Academy? He started in the outfield for two seasons and had a 266 batting average. That's why he went in, never mind. <laughs> and then did you know that also t- today is Louis Zamperini's birthday? Really? He was born this day in 1917 in Olean, New York, held captive by the Japanese in World War II. His personal story inspired the 2010 novel written about him titled Unbroken. Have you seen the movie? Yes. It's unbelievable. And if you haven't seen the movie, watch it. It's one of my favorites. And that was released in 2014 under the same name, Unbroken. He also competed for Team USA in the 1936 Summer Olympics in Berlin at age 19. And to this day, he is still the youngest American to qualify for the 5,000 meter track and field event in Mm -hmm. history. And did you know that today is also Bob Euchre's birthday? The great Bob Euchre turns 88 today, born this day in 1935 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He has been the play-by-play radio guy for the Milwaukee Brewers for 53 years. Elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame 2003, the Radio Hall of Fame in 2001. Did you know that he also won a World Series as a player in 1965 with the St. Louis Cardinals? Did not know that. Mm -hmm. You did? Yeah. Then today, did you know that today is also Wayne Gretzky's birthday? 
The great one. Considered by many the greatest hockey player of all time. Born this day in 1961 in Brantford, Ontario, Canada. Four-time Stanley Cup champion. Nine-time National Hockey League MVP, including a stretch of eight years in a row as MVP from 1980 to 1987. Wow. That's unbelievable. And then did you know that today is also Eddie Van Halen's birthday? Really? He passed away back in 2020. Born this day in 1955 in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. American Music Award winner, Grammy Award winner, MTV Music Award winner, known for great hits with his band Van Halen, You Really Got Me, and Jump. So, today is also Eddie Van Halen's birthday, so did you know that, Tom? Didn't know that. Well, now you do. All right. Uh, That's going to do it for us. John Morris is coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon, and Matt Mosley will be here at 4. We're back tomorrow morning at 7. Have a great day.